What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. That's right. It's Thursday night. It's beer show night right here on 1500 ESPN online. You can find us at 1500ESPN.com. My name is Chris Reavers. And by my side is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. We are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. Michael, it was a big week around here. It was. Yeah, we had our uh, seventh annual sports fantasy auction on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, all of the money that benefits the uh, Courage Kenny Rehabilitation Institute. Uh, we raised almost fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Uh, on Tuesday alone. Did did anybody buy you? I mean, did did you offer well, yourself up for you know, a party or what? Uh, funny you, you mentioned that. I was part of a couple of them. Dave Harrigan and I. Are going to be in the home run derby, okay, uh, against TC Bear that a listener bid on and, and won. Nice. And uh, Rook and I are hosting a wild suite. The GL crew, oh, really? Is taking oh, a taking cool. a listener out for dinner, and then you know Greg Holcomb, the artist uh, that does all the GL posters, sure, and whatnot, sure, is yeah. going to capture the night. Oh, really? Isn't that cool? Oh, that is very cool. Uh, He's very talented. And so it was. It was just a lot of fun. It was a big day, and so I, I wanted to take just a quick second to thank all of the loyal listeners and a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. I got a ton of feedback from beer show listeners too about. What a cool day it was! Very and, cool. And so it's it, it's one of those days too where you really feel like you did something positive. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just come in here and spew nonsense sure. on the radio five days a week, but it, it's one of those things mattered. where you know that that is going. I mean, for God's sake, they're doing something that saves people's lives and makes them function as adults once again. Yeah, so it's yeah. it, it was a lot of fun and very very cool. Well, good for you. I'm glad you had a one good feeling in the last year in and, 2017. Yeah, because you know otherwise I haven't done anything. <laughs> anything anything good for humanity. One time, uh, a, a different radio station was running a kind of like charitable thing, and I said, you know, you know, why don't I give out 10 hours of my time to help people with like projects around their house, like one hour worth. And they, oh, they, so like was, you would be a handyman. I or was a like handyman that? for okay. them. And then I realized a couple of things <laughs> that people are super generous, that I'm not terribly handy. And many people live all around the Twin Cities. And from St. Paul, I could go 45 miles away <laughs> to go get someone's house and not have the right tools to fix what they needed and turn around and go. So, home. okay, I like the idea. This is really so. Could we use you again? No, no, no. I really think that probably those 10 hours probably ta- easily cost me 100 hours worth of time. So, what were you being tasked? With well, one um, really sweet woman wanted me to put up all her Christmas lights on our house, but she had no ladder, and uh, she thought I'd bring the Christmas lights. And I'm like, I didn't know you even wanted Christmas lights because I didn't bring my store with me. I just came to. I was hoping that they wanted like light switch covers replaced or light bulbs replaced on the ground. So basically, you wanted to be able. You wanted to be the one to be tasked with the stuff that I could do or Manny could do. Exactly, just the stuff that really you didn't need to be handy. I did go to one person's house. I'm not going to name her, but you guys might know who she is. And her house is like the most gorgeous home I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. And I was like, what's wrong? And she goes, well, could you just check my garage door opener? And basically all she was doing is giving me a tour of her beautiful house because I'm like, well, what's wrong with your garage door opener? And she's like, well, sometimes like I push the button and it doesn't start right off the bat. And I'm like, well, it looks kind of fine. And like, obviously nothing was wrong with it. The house was stunning. Just stunning. Wait a minute. Yeah. No, no. This wasn't, wasn't a... 
Hey, no, it was who no, the no, 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 it, it wasn't, wasn't that kind of situation. I, honest to God, I, I kind of wish it would have been. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> Well, because that's what I was picturing in my head was, hey, uh, so this needs some fixing. But was, you know what the bad part of that would what, be? What? Is that whatever she paid for the donation, donation, I'd be forced to give her back the money because I'm like, I'm sorry. Oh. I understand. Oh. That wasn't as great as it could have been. <laughs> uh, this is the beer show. That is Fred Aloni, Man Hill on the other side, and it's time to find out. Now on the beer show. Time to find out what's on tap. So I need to thank loyal listener Terry for sending out uh, this story from the Daily Mail. Gentlemen. Vehicles, and by the way, are, are, do you go to the Daily Mail? Uh, I have. Yes. You need to every day. Oh, every day, every okay. day. They always I like have the great weekly stuff. mail. Much better. Bi monthly. Gotcha. Okay. That's that. You you subscribe to that? Yes. Vehicles could run on renewable fuel made from beer as early as 2022. So the exhaust would just be foam, or what would it be? How, how does this work? Beer has been used to create a renewable fuel source to replace petrol. Ethanol from beer can be converted into butanol using a catalyst. The process could enter large-scale production within five years. The renewable fuel would be made from crops, and cars won't have to change. Wow. I don't know if I support or oppose this idea. Well, does it have to be, like, first-generation beer? Can I drink the beer first and then... You know, well, when I'm done, not, when, I, when I've would, rented the beer, can no, I, you don't can I just, rent it. I can't just pee into my gas tank. No, I don't think it's, you okay, can do that's that. what I was thinking I could do. Well, we'd all sign a, up for that. Yeah, we're like, oh, I can have five beers and then just fill my tank. And here, now, and here's why I think I'm going to side on on I oppose this. Sure. Well, okay, help me out because you're the okay, business guy. Yeah, I'm just I, the dummy I, I, that talks I, on the radio. It, yes. So I just look at this and say, is this going to drive up the cost, or will the production increase to the level where it's going to level the sure. price point. Yeah, I don't know. Here's what I do know is that um, I'm going to call beer a crop, right? Because you have to make hops. Sure, yeah, things. absolutely. And just like ethanol gas, like you make corn that starving people could be eating to convert it to fuel, right? That seems kind of odd to me. Like I I don't want to take food away from people to make fuel, but beer, I don't. that doesn't seem like a very good deal because beer seems to be more expensive than well, gas. And then you wonder too, all right, so are they converting the beer that nobody really wanted to drink or the bad batches from whether it's, you know, our next guest, 612? Because, they don't make bad batches. Well, they don't, but what I'm saying is the, 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 oh, we had a batch that went bad. Or is it production beer that they go make? Just for fuel, just like, you know, because the corn that you make for ethanol, you don't eat that corn. But if you are a 612 sure. or whoever, you're not going to be in the business of making beer for production purposes other than either selling it in your tap room I'd or hope. canning it. Sure, I'd hope. Or maybe yeah. there's going to be an avenue, a, no. a revenue stream. That, I, you know, let's do are some we overthinking this no, you way know what too we need much? to do at some point in time in January, we need to have like a... Instead of a uh, 2017 wrap-up, we need to have a what's going to happen in five years. We need to look out into the future and say, in five years, will we all be sitting in the back of a Tesla and no one drives anymore? Just the Tesla drives us around. Yeah, odd, odd that you would bring that up. Okay. I was having a conversation with a couple of people less than a week ago. Mm -hmm. These are people that are probably in their early to mid-20s that I that I work with. Okay. I guess I just outed them by saying sure. where they work. Um, and it was a, it was an interesting conversation. And I'm not going to uh, uh, demean them in any way. No, no. But it was interesting to get their perspective on it because it was five of us. Okay. I was the only one that opposed uh, a car that drives itself. You you oppose that? You actually don't want cars that drive themselves? I, wanna, I don't want to be in a car that drives itself. If I'm in a car, I want to drive it. 
Oh, okay. So here's what's happened to me. I'm older than you. Yeah. And I've driven now 2 million miles. I'm done driving. I don't care. See, I want to oh sit in the God. back and fart around on Facebook and tell my fuck car to just go. I didn't swear. It just sounded like I did. Really made me nervous. No, I didn't. No, I, no, I know just, you didn't. Yeah. I know you did. Oh. So you you would be in favor of operating a vehicle, whether it runs on beer or whether it drives itself. You're 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 all in on this. Yeah, I want my vehicle to look like a couch. I want a lazy boy to be my chair inside my car, and it doesn't even have to look like a car anymore. And I just need to say, hey, go to my office, and it drives me there. And I do work, and I buy stuff on acehardware.com. I don't know where hmm. you do it. So you want like a just like your own personal cab except it's like an ai it's yes like, so you want like what arnold schwarzenegger had in total recall yes but i don't want to have to pull Android that guide. thing yes that, you know when he has to pull that thing out of his nose is the tracking device i don't want to have to do that yeah wouldn't that be nice manny if you if you just have a car that drives you around everywhere and you don't have to worry about it yeah uh, but you're a car guy i am a car guy it doesn't mean i couldn't do it on a sunday like take a car out for a drive hmm. But at the same I, time, you're just sitting. You, you of all people, have to drive a long way. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be nice if you had some kind of productive thing happening in that car? I, I would like to have a car that could drive itself, but I still want to be able to have the option of driving it myself. Okay, so my friend works for a company. I think it's called Kwong. It's a Chinese company, and they make a a drone, but it's a drone you sit in, right? Hmm. So it's a personal aircraft that you don't have it has no nothing inside of it you just sit in it and you give it the coordinates of where you want to go the address of where you want to go and it takes off and flies you there and so lands. then why if you are in if if that if you are in favor of it to that degree mm-hmm. why wouldn't you just live in a spot or an area where mass transit was easily accessible okay this is going to sound horrible i don't want people around me <laughs> i don't want to be in a, i don't want like 100 other people with me Right, and mass tra- mass transit doesn't Brad's take like, me. like, I don't want people breathing yeah. on me and right. looking at you know, me and hey, trying to talk to me. Who's been on the light rail where you're like, oh, okay, this is too crowded. This is now too crowded on yeah, this light rail. Yeah, I've, and yeah. I need to pee, and I can't. they won't just stop for me to hop out, right? They they have to just go to the next, and it doesn't pull me up to my door. I want this like car to be the one. So my friend has a Tesla. Have you ever driven the Teslas, right, where they do the automatic driving where you don't steer anymore? No, Mike, I've, I have not driven a Tesla. I'm okay, sorry. well, I mean, no, a lot of people have them now. They're all over the roads. You just I'm in take radio it. producer budget okay. territory well, you, here. You take your hands off the wheel, and it just keeps going. <laughs> so I, here's why I, I, I don't mind the idea of it. A, if it's going to reduce the number of accidents relating to drunk driving and texting, mm-hmm. obviously then I'm I'm all in favor of it because sure. – we have lost our minds behind the wheel, Absolutely. and it's it's yep. become a situation where the device has has overtaken us mm-hmm. to such a degree that no one can function in a vehicle in at any point, whether it's rush hour, whether it's non rush hour, Absolutely. whatever. They have to have their device on them, and it's frightening so because be I see it better all the if time. the car did all the work. So I, I guess if it's gonna if it's gonna reduce that, which is exactly why these cars are being developed and why mm-hmm. cars now alert us when we're steering out of our lane that's all that that's designed sure. for is because we're catering to the texting generation yeah did you see the the in vegas down the strip they have these buses now that are unmanned buses you hop on no one's driving them and they take you down the strip and the very first day very first day a truck backed into one of those buses and i thought ah oh, that was not a good sign the very first day that they try it in vegas so how does it work it. is it just is it it's, on it a rail only, or is no it? it's just it just knows where it is on the road it only goes 15 miles per hour but there's nothing there's just seats in it you hop on and there's just seats hmm. and, so do you, you know, pay so for it with like a ticket or yeah, how does it work actually i don't even know if it's a paid for thing i think it might just be a because they're trying to get you know in vegas you've never been there but no. the strip is super super congested so they're trying to get people off 
off the strip. Oh, so they're trying to use this as a hey, don't. In fact, they're trying to considering outlawing cars. Well, I was gonna say, weren't you telling me that they were only gonna allow you know Uber drivers and and stuff like that and buses and these and these buses that drive themselves? So it's kind of cool. Why is it so congested? Because people want to roll down there and see what's going on, and it's nuts. So it's just gawkers. Yeah, it's just gawkers. People going from hotel to hotel. hotel, And it's not really people that are well. Well, I guess they would be if they're down there. They're gonna be frequenting. They're going out. I mean, there's just hotels with you know twenty thousand people in them, and there's a hundred of them. It's you know in well, let's let's just remember this. So sometime in January, let's do a show and let's predict five years in the future. Because five years ago or four years ago when we started the show, we never would have guessed what's going on right now, right? And I'd like to see so we can have a time capsule show. Let's mm. call it the time capsule show. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, it would be fun. His name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. My name is Chris Reavers. We have just begun here, ladies and gentlemen, live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. This is The Beer Show on 1500 ESPN. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. It's Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As 1500 ESPN's Beer Show now continues. Welcome back, you party animals. It's the Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN. Online, you can find us at 1500ESPN.com and also available on Podcast One. It's Reavers. Uh, Fred will only hit a duck up for the rest of the show, but it's now time to welcome in our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, folks, the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities. If you aren't familiar, well, then you're a dummy. Shame on you. Uh, located at 42nd Hiawatha in South Minneapolis and White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And Ryan is here from Elevated, who is not busy at all this time of the year. No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. I, I actually was so busy last week. I didn't catch the show. I don't I don't know if you guys had a chance to talk about some of the holiday promotions that we're doing at the oh my God. right now or not. But if, the, if Tom did, great. If he didn't, I want to let you guys know right now. Very cool uh, promotion that we're, we've started for the holiday season. If you buy gift cards, right? So the gift cards are a great sure. gift. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Anyway. Especially but, at your store. Right. I mean, you know, a lot of people know us for craft beer, but we have amazing deals on spirits, wine. Mm-hmm. The selection is uh, is vast in both those categories as well. So if you buy uh, a gift card, we're going to give you a kicker. So a $25 plus purchase of a gift card gets you a free pint glass, elevated pint glass oh, with cool. the logo on it, et cetera. Uh, if you spend $50 on a gift card or more, you get a free t-shirt. So those are those shirts that you love so much. Oh, uh, look at yeah. You guys, I'm going to take my shirt off. Manny, check this out. I'm wearing my elevated shirt right now. There is. And you've got the Vikings color. Yeah. Right? I don't know if we can say it. Purple is, and gold. That's the right there. Yeah. Man. That's awesome. No, they, they, I'm not. No joke. They make great gear. Their hats, that's their fantastic. shirts are phenomenal. That's awesome. So what, what happens is now if you spend, let's say, $50, you don't get a pint glass and a shirt. You would just get the shirt, uh, the shirt. Okay. or you could get two pine glasses. So that's kind of how it works. So if you're looking for that stocking stuffer for the beer drinker, wine drinker, uh, spirit drinker in your life that you love at this time of year, go ahead and take advantage of this promotion. This is, you know, one of a, a few gift ideas. We can also talk about the build your own six packs. Of mm-hmm. course, that's a favorite, especially with local breweries that we have here in, in, a, in our market. Uh, one of those uh, is on with us tonight. 
And that's uh, 612 Brew. We've got Robert in studio with us to talk about the many happenings at 612. Robert, pull that microphone right up to your beautiful face and let's Hello. talk about some beer certs. Been a while. How are you, my friend? Hey, good to see you guys. Thanks for having me. Um, so 612, obviously you guys are a staple, obviously with your brand and your identity here in the Twin Cities market. Uh, I can't imagine that there's not anything new going on with you guys at 612. <laughs> no, just like Ryan's not busy right now. <laughs> Nothing's happening at 612. So I know, the, on, like I said, we were talking about with the with the liquor store side of things where it's, it's your you're running in, you're running out, you're going to a party, you're going to a gathering, you're going to a whatever, a relative's house, what have you. Is it the same kind of vibe and everything with you guys when you're a brewery? Is it that same type of hectic nature this time of the season? Yeah, always. Um, my calendar is booked for the next two weeks for doing promotions, for doing uh, sampling events, wow. to do um, you know tastings at at bars, tastings at uh, liquor stores. We're, we're all running like crazy right now. Yeah, I, can, I can't even imagine. Well, literally, I told this to Ryan off the air. I've been to his store a few a few times the past couple of weeks. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I'm there during the day, uh, if I stop in there after work, what have you. It's always busy. It's it's amazing and unbelievable. And it just show, goes to show you, beer is recession proof, ladies and gentlemen. It just is. I love it. Yeah. Um, so you guys have a really cool uh, promotion and feature centered around the big game, and I am looking at a very beautiful can. Uh, that's decorated with the 612 logo. I would like you to tell me and the listener all about this. Yeah, man. Uh, that's 52 by 612. It is a beer that we've crafted to uh, really celebrate the big game that's coming here in February, uh, the 52nd uh, big game that's uh, happening here in February. And uh, we made a special beer just for that. And uh, it's in uh, four-pack Tallboys. Uh, it's releasing on the 20th of this uh, this month. Oh, wow. So this beer's not even available yet. Nope. This is brand new. You guys are you guys are getting first looks at it right now. So um, I can't drink this till the 20th, or can I drink it when I go you, and watch you the can have football this. game? Okay. Th- this is from me to you. Sweet. <laughs> um, but uh, another cool part, too, is not only is it just to celebrate the big game, but we've also partnered with uh, Kyle Rudolph on this one as well. Um, in his charity, he's got Kyle Rudolph's End Zone charity. That this is um, the benefit. The, the proceeds are benefiting his charity too. And here's what I'll say about Kyle: he he and I have never had face to face interaction. Um, but I will say this about Kyle: he is one of the most giving pro athletes that we have in this town. And so any work that he does. People should feel very proud to be associated with him because he's just a great guy. We're really proud to, to work with him on this one too. You know, and and this isn't just an athlete signing on for a beer. He and I sat down. We talked about what we wanted this beer to be. We we talked about what we wanted this beer to represent for his charity and how we wanted it to represent Six One Two Brew as well. So this isn't this isn't just a ploy. This is literally us working together so his charity can get some really good notoriety. So we can put a really good beer out there, and so we can uh, give a lot of money back to his charity. That's cool because I know he's one of those guys that that spends a lot of his free time. You know, being involved in the community, you know, here in the Twin Cities and back home, I know he does a lot of that stuff. That's that's very cool. He's nominated, I believe, for NFL's Man of the Year right yes. now too. So I mean, that's that that just shows his uh, his moral character too. So this is going to be available. You said on the twentieth, is that right? Yeah, you know, actually, we have a kickoff party at the tap room on the nineteenth, the day before, on Tuesday the nineteenth. We have a kickoff party. It is a ticketed event. You can find tickets on our Facebook page. Um, it's Facebook. Uh, dot com slash six one two brew. Mm-hmm. You can find our our tickets there. Uh, Kyle will be at the brewery. Uh, he'll unveil the can at that time. Um, he'll be there for um, signing autographs to mingle with them. There's there's free uh, free beer. There's free food. 
There is a bunch of uh, Kyle's friends and other athletes that will be there, too, that um, you'll have access to. Um, And, again, the proceeds of that go to charity. So, you know, we're really hoping that we can get uh, a lot of people out to enjoy this time, to to celebrate uh, the the big game, and to really give back to charity on this one. Robert, are tickets already available? They are available, yep. and uh, Strictly through the Facebook page. You know, it's through the Eventbrite site. um, Got it. But the best way to do it is find it on Facebook. Get them there, um, and tickets will be available up until the um, up until the date on Tuesday. Um, we're capped at I think 150 tickets, and we're not sold out yet. So if people still want tickets, now's the time to get them. Very cool. So let's talk about the beer itself. Yeah, man. What are what are we uh, what are we looking at here? American Premium Lager. Yeah, right. Yep. So Kyle had a hand in kind of deciding the style of beer that you guys were going to make. Um, it's drinking amazing. Yeah, uh, for, for those you. that are curious that are listening. I have to uh, wait till 7.01, Robert, so thanks for rubbing that in my face. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about that process and, and uh, what to expect with this beer? You know, when I had a couple different ideas on what I wanted to make from this beer, and I kicked it around with Kyle, and he had a couple different ideas, too. Um, they, they weren't the same. You know, I wanted something a little more hoppy, a little more um, pale ale-wise. Uh, he wanted something more drinkable that he and his buddies could sit around playing poker and just crushing beers, right? Or sitting at a tailgate crushing beers, and that's that's a different kind of thing than a pale ale. I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can crush pale ales, but you know, sometimes. Why are you looking at me when you say that? Just saying, man. <laughs> sometimes the American Premium Lager is the most crushable type beer. Yeah, I and agree. So we talked about doing that internally. It's a tough beer to make. Let's be honest. You know, the the brewers who make the the classic American Premium Lagers. Do a really good job at doing it. Yeah, they it's, take a lot of heat, but they do. They're really they good ta- at what they do. Why do they take a lot of heat? I'm curious. You know, because I think it's just sort of uh, anti-craft That's in, right. in a way, oh, okay. right? So there's okay. there's that kind of uh, David versus Goliath sort of uh, narrative that's been put out there regarding craft and, and macro beer. However, there okay. are a lot of consumers, and you have a lot of customers, even myself, that that will drink both, right? I mean, there's a place and time for for every beer if it's done well. Uh, it's very difficult to replicate. Some of these uh, American premium lagers that are out there in the market, and drinking this right now, you guys, you guys nailed it. Thank you. You know, it really is. I mean, Ryan, Ryan put it out there. There's even the craft beer consumer likes to drink American premium lagers. They do. When I'm at Elevated, when I'm at there a lot, maybe not as much as you, Chris, but I'm there a lot. <laughs> I see a, a lot of the a lot of the guests that are there walking out with a suitcase full of American premium lager, uh, a six pack of craft beer, and a, a bottle of uh, Irish whiskey. That's the typical drinker that I know. That's kind of the drinker that I am too, right? Craft beer, American premium lager, and some and some spirits. That's what we've just created. We've created a craft beer that's an American premium lager, one that we're really proud of, one that is going to be a really good price point, and one that really can hold up to those to the really big craft or the really big macro lager uh, brands out there. We really believe it, and I can't wait for everyone to try it. Um, so I'm curious too, because you said this is a, this is unique. This is a, a brand new beer that was created strictly for Kyle for this event and for this promotion. So this is unlike anything else that you guys have done at 612. Yeah. You know, we've always done loggers, you know, Gateway Park is our, is our flagship, sure. uh, pre-prohibition lager. We do Oktoberfest, you know, we do, uh, my box, we do loggers throughout the whole year, but, um, we don't do the American premium lager style. Why? Again, because... <laughs> You're you're dabbling in 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 waters that someone else has already really taken the the audience on. Got right? it. And so we're now we're kind of throwing our hat in there and saying, look what we can do. Look what these small craft breweries can do. We can play with you big boys too. So I'm seeing uh, in your notes here that uh, you guys have something that's uh, kind of near and dear to my heart. 
You guys really having an ugly sweater party tomorrow? Tomorrow, ugly <laughs> sweater party started at two thirty. Man, we're we're all gonna be dressed up in our in our best ugly sweaters, and we're gonna be doing karaoke. We're gonna be having a good old time tomorrow at the brewery. I'm, and I'm also seeing bourbon barrel. Is that attached to this? So. Along with the Ugly Sweater Party, we're also releasing two new beers at the taproom tomorrow, which is Bourbon Barrel Outfit, uh, which is our, our oatmeal porter, and Sheer Khan, which is our Indian Spiced Ale. Those go on sale at the taproom tomorrow at 2.30, um, both in 750 milliliter bottles. Um, and we're proud to announce also that after they go on sale at the taproom, they go to retail, too. So if you don't come down to Northeast, if you don't come to the taproom... Maybe you go to Elevated. Well, guess what? You're going to be able to find these beers there, too. Forgive me. Not for long, though. Right. <laughs> so this will be gone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 These, these will be in and out tomorrow. So, okay, I may be having a, a brain freeze here. I thought you guys had made the oatmeal porter before. Am I mistaken? No, no. You're absolutely right. It's, it's called Outfit. It's available in, in six uh, That's what six I thought, because I loved it. That's why right. I thought. I, I think I've had that before for but, you guys. But this is the bourbon barrel age. Version. Okay. So this okay. has been aging for, for months in Maker's Mark barrels. Um and we've bottled it in 750 milliliter bottles, and it's ready to go. Has the staff uh, already sampled said beer? Per- perhaps. <laughs> I can't, can't say for sure, but yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Well, and this is cool because this is this is sort of a, a new thing you're doing in terms of releasing these specialty beers, uh, not just within the tap room, but now on the retail uh, level as well. Yeah. So we're excited about that. Are, is there anything else you can talk about that's kind of coming in this format down the line? Well, you know, coming out actually this week, right before um, – Right before retail gets Shere Khan and um, Bourbon Barrel Outfit, which is roughly around Christmas time, um, starting this week or next week even, um, Oak Aged Unrated will be out. So Unrated is our flagship rye IPA. That's that's our number one seller. It's um, it's what everyone considers 612 when they order 612 at the bar. They get they get Unrated. We've made an Oak Aged version of it. Sat on Oak. It's it's beautiful. It's delicious. It's got that really nice Oak flavor to that to that rye IPA. That's available in 750 milliliter bottles as well, starting next week. So you'll find those at really limited stores around the metro. Um, we only released 100 bottles of them. So when when Bourbon Barrel Outfit goes, 100 bottles of that. When OK Generated comes next week, only 100 bottles of that. So what, Ryan's absolutely right. Like when this hits the shelves, it that's all. It's, that's all it's going to mm-hmm. be. And so if there's only 25 stores to get it, or, t- or excuse me, 20 stores to get it, you can do the math, right? Only only five bottles per store. So you know. Pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert from 612 is the guest here on the Beer Show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Uh, tastings coming up this weekend with 612 at both locations, Yeah, right? both locations. As usual, we have the Minneapolis tasting tomorrow, 430 to 630, and then on Saturday in the Wiper Lake Store from 3 to 5, and Robert will be at that tasting. Wow. I'll be White Bear. Let's go, guys. Yeah. White Bear, yeah. And again, you know, we've talked about this before, but this is the cool thing about these Beer Show feature tastings is that oftentimes we get the owners of these amazing mm-hmm. breweries to come out and, and, and host these samplings. This is no exception this weekend. Robert will be in White Bear from 3 to 5 this Saturday. Well, Robert, really quick, uh, before we have to run to break, but I, I wanted to ask you, so you, you've got the barrel age, you've got the oak, the oak, Aged, uh, unrated. That's coming out. That's right. Is this? Have, have you guys done this before? Uh, as far as barrel aging and things, because I'm unfamiliar with it. If you have, so this is um, we we promoted our lead brewer into our head brewer this year. He's done great things for us. He's made exceptional beers. Um, really made our flagship beers even better. And we gave him a project, and we said, you know, you do something fun that uh, that you want to do. And he wanted to do what, what what we're calling the woods series. So anything that's aged on oak, anything that's aged on any kind of wood. Um, from uh, Sauvignon Blanc barrels to um, to aged on spruce to aged on oak, these these really cool stuff. 
it's a program that he put together. And so this is all his brainchild, and, and we're super happy to have him uh, a part of it. Because I know a lot of times in talking to different brewers that uh, the biggest challenge with doing something like this isn't necessarily the recipe, the time, or, or the it's the space, the physical space and having the, the infrastructure the, the, stuff. Right. So is that is that genuinely true? Well, those who come to the Ugly Sweater Party tomorrow uh, and the Bourbon Barrel Outfit and Shere Khan release party tomorrow will see a literal wall of barrels that, <laughs> that separates the tap room from our production. Now, for the, for the past five years, people have been able to sit in the tap room and look right into the production. Now you're you're guarded by this giant wall of so barrels. So it's basically separating the That's what it is. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a it's a full wall of barrels, but what else are you going to do? We we have a small brewery and, and we're we're doing a really cool program, so come in and check it out. And you guys do have a great location. I mean, honest to god, you guys couldn't have picked a better spot, you know, right where you're at in Northeast Minneapolis. Yeah, we're pretty fortunate. We're on the corner of Central and Broadway in a beautiful old building and uh it's a it's a great tap room. All that, right. that tap room is is amazing, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. it was it, it's one of those tap rooms that I, I know every time I go to I'm going to have a good time. It's never going to be one of those things where where I walk in and it's it's vacant and you know there's no energy. Every time I go to six one two, the vibe is good. The beer is always amazing, and uh, it's it's really hard to beat. The problem I always have is I run into three people that I know, I know and I'm right? stuck there five <laughs> times longer than I wanted to be. And, and then Rob's like, "No, you need one more." Yeah, I'm like, one Dang more. it! I was gonna hope to leave an hour ago. No, but that's a good problem to have. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh. So Ryan was talking about, you know, parties and whatnot. Do you guys do holiday parties? Because I know you've got that new space that's off to the side there. Is this is that a busy thing for you guys, is holiday parties and that's whatnot? That's huge for us right now. You know, we, we've, like, literally, I left the brewery today, and there was a holiday party going in the cellar right now. Uh, that's just, that's part of what's happening right now. Wow. Um, yeah, we're, we're renting that place out Monday through Sunday. Every day there's something going on in there, and it's a great opportunity. We, we don't rent it for, you know, whole days. We rent it by the hour. If you guys want to come in through for a three-hour party, Come through. And so you, know? you get the space, but there's also a bar in there too, right? right. I mean, so you, you get your own bar. This is more. Yeah, this is this is the full kind of tap room outside the tap room experience. Yeah, man, it's multimedia. We got an 80 inch TV there that you can do a presentation if you want to do it in the middle of the day. It's a pretty cool spot. It really is. Uh, okay, so Ryan, uh, tasting this weekend, uh, both locations. Give that give that information to the listeners. Right. Again. So again, Minneapolis tomorrow night, 4:30 to 6:30, and then we're doing the tasting at Wiper Lake Saturday, three to five, free as always. Again, Robert will be hosting that Wiper Lake tasting, so you can pick his brain and uh, learn about all things 612. Come to talk to me. I, I like talking to people, so come out and hang out. Uh, Robert, are you good to hang for another segment? Uh, that's why I'm here right all now. All right, sweet. I know, Ryan, that you got to take off. Uh, so if people want to find out more information about this tasting, upcoming tastings, everything related to Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, it's all over social media. All over social media, and check the website to elevatedbws.com. What if I want to directly email you and ask about Bitcoin? Can I do that? <laughs> I don't get involved in that stuff. <laughs> it's you're, a bubble, and you're not giving a, you're not giving all that information for free. That's for darn sure. Awesome. Uh, and give us the uh, give us the Twitter handle, the Facebook page. Uh, Facebook for Minneapolis Elevated BWS, and for uh, Wiper Lake it is Elevated WBL. Same goes for Twitter. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Talk to you again next week. Uh, that's the first segment of the weekly beer run. You can find more information online at the beer show page at 1500ESPN.com. We'll be right back to wrap up the beer show. This is 1500 ESPN. How to like beer. You're tuned in to the beer show. Taste your beer, letting it wash over each section of your tongue. On 1500 ESPN. Final segment of the beer show right here on 1500 ESPN. 1500ESPN.com, live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. It's Reavers. It's Robert from 612 Brew. I have a question to ask you, sir. Yeah, man. So when you're going through and you're trying to, you know, because using your creative wits about you and trying to stay ahead, not ahead of the curve, or maybe it's maybe keeping up with the curve and whatnot. How challenging does that get at times? Because a, 
this is such a great market for beer, but B, the competition is that fierce of great mark of great beer in this market. You, you, I think you brought up three really good points. One, Thank you. Yeah, man. One, um, you have to innovate. You, you, no one wants to be behind the curve. No one wants right. to be yep. the last in line to do something fun, right? Um, you, you've got to be trying new things, and sometimes new things don't always work. A couple of years ago, we did a, a, a like a imperial pilsner, and people. Are like, I don't even remember that. Yeah, I mean, it was trust me, it was a great beer. Sure. But, there was no market for Imperial Pilsners. No one wanted the Imperial Pilsner. Um, you know, when when the hazy IPAs thing just start, started hitting, you know, um, someone had to pioneer that too. So finding out what's going to hit before it hits is really tough to do. But that's innovation, and that's what smart brewers are doing. So you know, that's what we're trying to do with with for one with fifty two, right? To to have mm-hmm. that yeah. big game beer. That's innovation from 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 local, you know, from a local brewery. Uh, but also doing our, our 750 milliliter wood series, right? It's innovation for our brewery. Now, I'm not saying that no one's done a bourbon barrel aged port or, or a saffron spiced um, strong ale, um, but it's innovative for us. And so we're always trying to do something and, and bring new things to the table, just like every other brewery is too. Right. So, you know, when we started this business five years ago, there was only a handful of breweries in Minneapolis. Now there's 20 and now there's over a hundred in the state of Minnesota. So yeah, competition is fierce. And here's here's the bit. As consumers, you guys have the best to pick from. Oh, right? I, I was literally just having this conversation with someone, and I believe it was someone that was wondering if they should dabble their toe. I said, and all I said to them was, if you want to be a brewer, if you want to open up a tap room, good luck to you. And, I, right. and I'll uh, obviously you're my friend, and I'll cheer for you. Here's your first and important rule: you better be making great beer. Great beer, because if you're not making great beer, you will fail miserably. You know, it's not even adequate beer. You know, five years ago, adequate beer. Was okay. Could make right? it. It could make it. it. It could. It could. Yep. Pay your bills. Adequate beer right now. You're closing your doors mm-hmm. because consumers aren't going to waste their money on it. When there are so many awesome breweries in the Twin Cities, in outstate Minnesota, in other states yep. who are who are doing this, there is no time for bad beer. And so we have to elevate our game. Other breweries have to elevate our game. We have, we we have to innovate. I was just down in um, Sedona, Arizona, for Thanksgiving, and I was drinking a lot of local um, Arizona beer. Let me tell you. I drank a lot of scotch when I was down there instead because the beer mar- the beer scene oh, down there, really? garbage. Why Why do you think? You know, probably because they haven't had enough competition to change their game. You know, we have so much competition in Minnesota that it's forced us to change our game. It's forced us to work really hard to make the best beer possible because consumers won't settle for anything less. Do you think it's a case, too, going back to your trip to Arizona, is that a case where it might be able to evolve at some point into great beer based upon time and education and whatnot? Or is it because your taste bud is so acclimated to all the great beer that's in this market? And you, given that you work in the industry, you know what you're looking for. In other words, was the beer down there? Was it was it popular? Were there still a lot of people at the tap room? I mean, so will it have the chance to evolve? You know, that I think that's a really good point because the beers were selling well down there, even though that they were clearly flawed. They they were not as good as the beers that I've had in Minnesota or other places. You know, the best beer I had when I was in Arizona was was a Stone, right, out of Escondido. Sure. Right? And and that's if that's the best beer that I had was was an out of market beer. It just tells you something about what that market is giving. Now, um, ignorance is bliss, right? If you don't know sure. that you're drinking bad beer because all you've drunk is bad beer mm-hmm. and, and your local market's bad. Well, then you're, you're having the pick of the litter. Because I was in Texas last February, and so I was asking for solicitation recommendations. What should I try? And I got a ton of them, and I wasn't able to get to all of them. But 
I think I tried four different ones, either at uh, at a bar on tap or maybe stopped and got a six pack or whatever. And three of them were absolutely garbage and nothing I would ever buy again. One of them was okay. I think it was uh, was it Revolver Revolver IPA. I don't know. I think it, it was a it was a Houston based beer, and it was like okay, I would probably buy this. Maybe the other ones were awful. They sure. were just terrible. And it's not reflective because I know Texas makes great beer, but the ones that I tried again, just like you were saying, weren't really up to snuff. They would never make it in this market. You know, and, and it's not like I tried two or three or four. I mean, I tried legitimately. I tried eight or ten different beers. While oh I was wow, there. yeah. You know, and yeah. it's and, and different breweries. Um, different beer. I mean, I bought multi-packs. I bought beers from the north part of, of Arizona, the south part of Arizona. I mean, I was trying everything just to see, maybe it's just me. But, you know, my wife's from here. My brother-in-law's from San Diego. We're all sampling it, and uh, <laughs> we're not really, right. we weren't really feeling it. So I don't think it's just me. So uh, you were mentioning a beer uh, off the air during the last commercial break that I want to I wanna ask you about because I know the listener will be interested in it. This is a... <clears throat> Barrel aged in, you said, Sauvignon Blanc barrel that was then a converted tequila barrel that's now a... My God in heaven, yeah. what is this? Yeah. <laughs> so, so again, like I was saying last segment, you know, our, our head brewer has come up with really cool programs. Give him what, a shout out. Who's the head brewer? Austin Myron. Okay. He's been with us for three years. Uh, he's brewed a ton of our beer. I think I met Austin before at the at, at, at so. your guys' spot. I hope yeah, so. Yeah. He's, he's a great dude and makes great beer for us. And so... He put this uh, Woods program together, and uh, we basically just let him do what he wanted. And he said he had the opportunity to grab these Sauvignon Blanc barrels that had tequila aging in them. And I said, well, what are you going to do with them? He goes, I don't know yet, but I want them. <laughs> and that's a tough thing when, 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 when you're trying to run a business and you've got, you know, a budget to work with. And... But you got to trust too. Is Again, it, innovate, right? Is Chris, it, you got to innovate. You do. So, is it common for tequila to be aged in that kind of a barrel? I don't know, man. It's, okay, okay, because it, it, it sounded to odd to me. Yeah, okay, right? okay. It was, it was new to me, but when he told me how cool it sounded, I said, I, "I know you can make something cool out of this." So, what he's done is he's brewed a uh, a kettle sour blonde ale, and then used cranberries in that kettle sour blonde ale, and then he's aged that kettle sour blonde ale with cranberries in the Sauvignon Blanc. Wow. Barrels aged in te- or aged with tequila, right? So, yeah. So you can say all these different words on there. It's going to be an amazing beer. So is it going to be about 75%? What are we, <laughs> what are we talking here? No, it's not going to be. It's not. It's a big not. Beer. Okay. No, no, okay. It's, 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 a, it's a typical kettle sour, um, to, to mid-range to low ABV, but all the things going on in there, right? It's the Sauvignon Blanc grape that's that's going to give you that uh, that must. It's going to give you that that uh, uh, tequila notes in there, um, and, of course, the wood. And then, of course, the cranberry and the kettle souring, and, and it's just, I'm excited for it. So have you guys done sours before? Because I, I This pers- is number one. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever had a sour from you guys before. You know, when when I was running production way back in the day, um, sours aren't my thing. Um, so I just never wanted to make a sour. But when we gave the reins over to to Austin to brew what he wanted, he said, I want to do a sour. And, you know, that's what that's what you give the the carte blanche to your head brewers to, right. to know that they're going to make the right thing for you. Well, and it's important, too, to keep in mind that, and I I always have to remind myself of this, too, that in your spot, just because you personally might not like the taste of something does not mean that there isn't going to be a market for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, Austin and I struggle with that, too, because his palate has uh, a definite uh, Belgian side to it. And my palate has um, uh, American hoppy side to it. So... We, we, we struggle internally with that stuff because I want to see more American hoppy forward stuff, and he wants to see more Belgian, more sour, more um, malty uh, stuff. And so there's a balance that he and I talk about every day about what's next. 
what's next for this company and, and how do you innovate going yeah. back to what you're saying where do you see because we were just you just mentioned you know hazy ipas and i know that that's now the big whether it's the new england that's the new england style right yep. okay so the, yep. i know that that's the big booming beer right now that everybody's interested in yeah where do you see beer kind of evolving towards whether it's the next six months year what have you going forward you know, we, we, we've always said that, um, well, not we, uh, people project that IPAs are, are going to crash, right? Oh, I'm so sick of IPAs and uh, this this IPA heavy market, blah, blah, blah. Do you really think that? I don't think it, man. I don't either. Because guess what? I see the sales and sales tell me that IPAs are crazy. And so that's what people want. Well, and I think not only do people still want them, but I still think that there is so much untapped talent out there in that I know a million beer drinkers that still haven't dabbed their toe into the craft beer market, sure. you know, and I, and those are the people that will still, they'll be the, 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 the craft beer virgins. We're like, Oh, wow. An IPA. I'd love that. You know, and so I still think that there are so many more people that have yet to be converted. You know, I, I've got, I've got a couple of friends that I drink with that they only drink multi beers and dark beers. Right. And that's just what their, that's what their palate says. They're, they are in the minority. And, um, Yes, we, we make, at 612, we make a ton of, of multi-beers, malt-forward beers, you know, oak-flavored beers and stuff like that. But every day when I look at the sales, our IPAs are still number one. Yeah. Our pale ale is number one. So, yes, there are drinkers out there that are drinking malt-forward stuff, but IPAs rule. All right, we got 30 seconds left. Robert from 612, give us that information on the 52 from 612 Brew. 52 uh, release party on Tuesday, the 19th at the brewery. Tickets available at facebook.com slash 612 brew. And then beer becomes available at retail stores and at Crave, at all the Crave restaurants as well. Awesome. Thanks for coming in, man. Always great to see you. Cheers, man. Thanks, Chris. Uh, That's going to do it for this week's edition of The Beer Show. You can find out more information online at The Beer Show page at 1500ESPN.com. Thank you to my man, Manny Hill. Guiding this ship and the Dan Levitard show is up next on the home of sports talk in the Twin Cities. We are 1500 ESPN until next week. Cheers.